Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast and our weekly property news update. So let's get straight into it. In the Landlord Today website, a key member of the Regulation of Property Agents Working Party says the licensing of private landlords is on the horizon, but remains a vast piece of work before it can take effect. So Mark Hayward, Chief Executive of the National Association of Estate Agents Property Mark Organization, was one of the most high-profile members of the ROPA Working Party, which reported 18 months ago with a series of recommendations to government on the regulation of the property industry. Now, although regulation is coming in for estate agents and letting agents, there's nothing currently in the pipeline for private landlords. However, Hayward has said that it's still very much on the agenda. It's just the precise timing that's the issue. It's something that the government wants to move forward. It's got cross-party support, so it is happening. It just needs primary legislation and finding time for that is difficult. So what that basically means is it is not imminent, but it is likely in the next few years there will be regulations for private landlords and maybe licensing of a private landlord. So where is the benefit for us for that? Well, if you're already a private landlord, then like most legislation, you'd automatically qualify for licensing as you're a landlord prior to the law coming in. So if you're looking to get started in property, if you're looking to become a buy-to-let landlord, now's the opportunity. You, it's like ambulance chasing. You want to become the private landlord before the re- legislation comes in, before the licensing comes in. Yes, there'd likely be some checks to make sure you're a fit and proper person and that your properties are at the right standards. And that would be similar standards to what we have right now. Energy performance certificate meets the requirements, etc. So I see this as a massive, massive opportunity. A massive opportunity to get started in property right now, become a landlord right now, because once there is licensing in place, it will become much difficult, more because once there is licensing in place, it will become much more difficult to then qualify to be a landlord. But if you're already a landlord, you qualify much sooner. Now, that's, this is going to be years away anyway, but certainly something to just keep in mind. So what else is in the news? Propertyinvestorstoday.co.uk has done a really great article about retail to residential and will the high street need to change forever? Now, this is a two-part series where in part one, they asked whether other major retailers will follow John Lewis's lead in moving into the world of building and furnishing private rentals. In part two, they speak with more industry experts to get their thoughts on what the future holds for the high street and whether converting retail to residential is now a necessity. Peter Sloan, chairperson of Love to Rent, a portal specifically designed to showcase build-to-rent developments, believes that vast changes forced on by social domestic leisure and shopping habits by COVID-19 have brought into sharp focus the dilemmas that the high street retailers are facing right now. Many high street retailers over the last few years, what they've been doing is taking their properties 
and trying to make them the best looking, the biggest, the smartest property places for people to go. Because people, when they go shopping now, they want an experience. So they've created these vast shopping centers, vast retail outlets, where there's obviously huge um, rates, council rates, and it's a big building, a big place to cover cost on. Now, when those shops aren't open, there's no income coming in. So alternative uses are now what these companies are looking at. And what are the alternative uses? Well, residential is obvious, so retail to residential. Now, you can imagine going to a Sainsbury's or a Tesco's and having retail in the shop. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Yes, that's obvious. That's why you'd go. But imagine having residential there. How would that even work? Well, it's about using the space that's already there. So already, so what do I mean using the space that's already there? German retailers Lidl and Aldi have also in, have included residential use above some of their new stores. So they're building their new shopping centers and they're putting residential use above them, meaning that they're getting an income from the residential. So shops below, residential above. Now that's how the old high streets used to look years ago. You'd have the little shops on the high street with residential above. The, I'm talking here about the big Tesco's, the big Sainsbury's, etc., where you go to your retail parks at the moment. The future could see residential people living above these big shops. Imagine that, residential above big shopping centers. That's what the future could hold and it's been accelerated by COVID. Also, many people probably don't realize that Tesco actually own a development arm to their business and they have been providing hundreds of homes while Sainsbury's have actually joined forces with house builder Barrett and Waitrose with the housing association LNQ. So they're already making moves into the residential space. So it's definitely something we want to keep an eye on as the high streets start to change their look over the coming years. But not just the high street. I'm talking about the big shopping centres changing their look. So very interesting to see how that pans out. So let's look a little bit closer at home to within the Progressive Property Facebook community. Now, if you're not already a member of the Progressive Property Facebook community, there's over 33,000 people now, active property investors within the Progressive community. Go on to Facebook, type in Progressive Property Community, click the join button, and one of the team in the Progressive office will let you join into the community where you can get loads of updates from active property investors right now. You can ask your own questions and also learn from other people's questions. So what have we discussing in the so what have we been discussing in the community this week? Kevin Mahal's done a post about a tenant in one of his HMOs informing him 
that she was pregnant, what do they do in that situation? So an, an interesting one, because I actually had a tenant in a HMO who fell pregnant as well. And actually, while they were still in the HMO, they still rented the room until they had the baby. Now, we gave them plenty notice. Clearly, you can give at l- not one well, nine months notice, but you probably got about six, seven months by the time you find out. So you got plenty notice to give them that they can- it's not ideal for a a person with a baby to live in a HMO. A pregnant person living in a HMO, that's fine. But once they have the baby, that's where the issue can come in. So they need to be looking for alternative accommodation. Now, this has actually created quite a little bit of a stir in the community because we've got some um, quite funny comments as in um, great news, um, an extra person in the property. That means extra rent. Uh, Not quite. Maybe send her a card and a small gift. Immediate eviction. Children are evil. So um, quite a few. That was a joke, by the way. Quite a few. Not by me. That was a joke by Alex Hacking. So Alex, um, very funny. Um, He got 18 laughs, by the way. So um, if you didn't like that comment, go have a chat with Alex, not me. But um, Abdullah Awan said, I wouldn't do anything at this early stage. If she is pregnant, then she may be planning to leave soon. Give her a call and ask her about the plans. And that's what I would do initially. Have a chat with her because obviously being pregnant in a HMO is not a problem. Once they've had the baby, that's where the problem could come in. James Fairchild said, could it be yours? Um, so um, Kevin Mahal, I, uh, you need to answer back to James Fairchild because you haven't done that yet. Be aware that there are various laws in place, which means that you cannot do anything at all. Do you have a single let property that may become empty in the next couple of months? That's That's the approach I would be taking is trying to see if they can... If they have plans to move out, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody with a child is not going to want to live in a HMO anyway. They're going to want to move out. Imagine living with other strangers and you start looking at all the other risks that come in. And if they're thinking about not moving out and they don't see the risks, you want to speak to them about the risks. Like having your child in a property with total strangers is not a good idea. So they'll more than likely have a plan to move out. But you want to start the process very simply, as Abdullah Awan said, which is just find out from them what's their plan and then maybe help them by moving them to a single let property or help them by speaking to the council and starting the process of getting them a council property. So what what else has been in the community news? We spoke about children in a HMO. So what about pets in your HMO? So Gary Kewen's done a poll in the community about what would you do? Tenant comes to look at one of my properties and says he has two small dogs, sends me his landlord's number for a reference, which comes back okay for the last 10 years. Viewing carried out today and tenant absolutely loves the house and offers full rent and two months up front. He sends me his details and now I have found out from him that he has an IVA, four dogs and two cats, which wasn't mentioned at the start. Do I let him move in? If so, why? If not, why? Would love your thoughts. So we started a poll and 441 people voted no, don't let him move in. He got 71 votes on fire him right off for lying. Integrity is non-negotiable. 22 votes on yes, let him move in. Six votes on charge additional pet allowance if he wants his pets. And three votes on he lied and will probably collect more animals. So my thoughts on this would be... um, If he's got four dogs and two cats and an IVA, there's two separate issues there. One is the IVA, which means his credit file is not going to be great and he's missed payments in the past. That alone would mean he'd probably fail an actual credit check. Now you've had, Gary's had a reference from his landlord. So the landlord is his current landlord. 
maybe the landlord is desperate to get rid of him. So he's going to say, oh yeah, no problem, great tenant, would recommend him, had him for years, etc. Now, if he's been in the same property for the last 10 years, that property would need a refurb anyway. The landlord's collected rent for 10 years from the property, probably done no repairs to it whatsoever because there was dogs and cats in there and wants the guy out. So you've got to be careful on the landlord reference. You want to be getting, I would be looking to get six months bank statements showing that the rent was paid on the same date every single month for the last six months. That would be number one. Number two is I would want to speak to the second last landlord if there was one. Now, 10 years, very unlikely you'll find a second last landlord. Number three is I would be doing an actual credit check. So looking for an actual credit report from a company. So we use a company called Van Mildert. And there's others out there as well. If you just Google credit referencing companies and not just rely on a landlord's recommendation because the landlord may have a hidden agenda. So that would be the checks I would do to make sure, number one, they are actually paying on time every month. Because you want to look and see if the rental income in the last six months came out of their bank account, number one. And number two, did it come out on the same day? Because it was coming out on, say, the due on the fifth of the month, but it came out on the first, the ninth, the 16th, the 12th, the 14th. Always a different day means unreliable. Four dogs and two cats. Now, I have let tenants in where there'd be maybe one or two cats or one dog. Um, and it depends on the type of dog as well. So this different size, I'm not going to go into dog types right now but different types of dogs smaller dogs typically don't do as much damage as bigger dogs i would let move in a tenant with a small dog or a small cat but charge them an additional pet allowance if there was four dogs and two cats personally i would probably not want them in my property because remember this is your investment this is something you're putting a, a lump of your life savings into your inheritance into your future kids inheritance into and do you really want somebody else with four dogs and two cats to destroy your property because the reality is they're going to do some damage um i would probably not take that tenant on from a personal point of view if they've 10 years with the previous landlord why don't they just stay with the previous landlord and the additional rent will never cover the costs if you've got a really nice house Gary, um, I would stick to try and find a tenant that will be going to look after your property as a home and doesn't have four dogs and two cats. Yes, they can move in, by the way. A tenant can move into a property and then get a cat or a dog after they've moved in. You can never 100% protect yourself from this. However, we're talking about six pets here plus an IVA. So they've got credit issues and the risk of damage from their pets. It's probably a, a risk I wouldn't take. So I'd be with the 441 voters. Plus the fact that actually they, they, he did not tell you up front, which means, um, can you trust him? And those 71 people saying as well, the fact that he didn't tell you up front. So overall, out of about 550 votes, there's about 520 said, don't let him move in. I would join that side as well. Just, it's, it's your investment, Gary. I wouldn't risk it. So... That's an update this week, guys, on what's happening in the world of property and what's happening within the progressive property community and some of the stories within the community. There's lots and lots of content every single day in the progressive community, so make sure you're in there. Some of it will give you a good laugh. Some of it will help you um, get clarity on your next step on your property journey. And some of it will help, you know, teach you and, and help you support you on your journey in property. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, there's also the Progressive Property YouTube channel. So go Go to YouTube, Progressive Property, 
and um, click like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're putting content out there every single week that can help you on your property journey. If you've got anything that you'd like questions answered in the community, post them in the Progressive Property community. Maybe I'll be giving you a shout out next week. So you've been listening to Kevin McDonald. This has been the Progressive Property Podcast. You've been absolutely awesome. See you next week. <laughs>